2 Samuel chapter 21, real familiar verses of scripture, but we're going to go back tonight. And there as the Lord is laid upon my heart. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to begin in verse 1. We're going to actually read 14 verses tonight. So, uh, amen. We'll, uh, a little bit of reading, amen, but we'll get into, amen, the word. For 2 Samuel chapter 21, verse 1, everybody got it. Say amen. Amen. There was a famine in the days of David, three years, year after year, and David inquired of the Lord, and the Lord answered, It is for Saul and for his bloody house, because he slew the Gibeonites. And the king called the Gibeonites and said unto them, Now the Gibeonites were not but children of Israel, but of the remnant of the Amorites, and the children of Israel had sworn unto them, and Saul sought to slay them in his zeal to the children of Israel and Judah. Wherefore David said unto the Gibeonites, What shall I do for you? Wherewith shall I make the atonement, that, may, that ye may bless the inheritance of the Lord? And the Gibeonites said unto him, We will have no silver nor gold of Saul, nor of his house, nor for us shalt thou kill any man in Israel. And he said, What shall you say that will I do for you? And they answered the king that the man that consumed us and that devised against us that we should be destroyed from remaining in the coasts of Israel, let seven men of his sons be delivered unto us, and we will hang them up unto the Lord in Gibeah of Saul, whom the Lord did choose. And the king said, I will give them. But the king spared Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, because of the Lord's oath that was between them, between David and Jonathan, the son of Saul. But the king took the two sons of Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, whom she bare unto Saul, Armoni and Mephibosheth, and the five sons of Michael, the daughter of Saul, whom she brought up for Adriel, the son of Barzillai, the Maalathite, and he delivered them unto the hands of the Gibeonites, and they hanged them in the hill before the Lord. And they fell all seven together, and were put to death in the days of harvest, in the first days, in the beginning of barley harvest. And Rizpah, the daughter of Ai, took sackcloth and spread it upon the rock from the beginning of harvest until water dropped upon them out of heaven, suffered neither the birds of the air to rest on them by day, nor the beasts of the field by night. And it was told David what Rizpah, the daughter of Aiah, the concubine of Saul, had done. David went and took the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan from his son, from the men of Jabesh-Gilead, which had stolen them from the street of Bethsham, where the Philistines had hanged them, when the Philistines had slain Saul in Gilboa. And he brought up from thence the bones of Saul and the bones of Jonathan his son, and they gathered the bones of them that were hanged. And the bones of Saul and Jonathan, his son, was buried they, buried they in the country of Benjamin in Zelah, in the sepulcher of Kish, his father. And they performed all that the king commanded. And after that, God was entreated for the land. Amen? They're going to blast the shofar. We want you to give the Lord praise for his word tonight. Come on, let's be a blessing to him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say on the rock. 
Say on the rock. Look at your neighbor and say, Say on the rock. Hallelujah. Amen. Here we find in 2 Samuel 21 that David is paying for what Saul did. We know that Saul was king before David. Amen. Saul, amen, actually killed himself, fell upon his own sword. Amen. Killed himself. Amen. Knowing that Saul was the king that man chose, but David was the king that God had chose. But David was paying for what Saul did. And even all of Israel was paying because the Bible tells us, as we read, that there was a famine in the land as a result of what Saul did. So God took it personal, amen, when Saul attacked the Gibeonites because God had told Saul not to do that, amen. God had told Saul specifically not to hurt or harm the Gibeonites, amen. But in, in Saul's zeal and his lust of for power, it caused him to override God's will. I mean, he knows if we're not careful that we can override God's will even when we think that we're doing a good thing, amen, even for the kingdom. But his zeal and his lust for power to prove to Israel and to Judah that he was fit to be king, amen. A lot of things were mixed and mingled in there with that. Amen. Praise the Lord. He overrode God's will. This is why, amen, Paul ended up, or excuse me, Saul ended up getting punished. Amen. And, uh, hallelujah. But now, amen, Israel is suffering, and David, now that he's reigning as king, amen, he is having to pay the price of for what Saul did, amen? So we know that uh, David inquired. He went to the Gibeonites and he asked them, what is the price that we uh, that we can pay in order for you, amen, to be able to make this right? In order for uh, uh, this to be made right, what is the price uh, that we can pay? And they told him they wanted seven, of, seven men of Saul's sons. So, some of these were uh, his sons, some were grandsons, uh, amen, but they were the seven men of the sons of Saul, amen. They said, we will hang them in public gallows on the hill, amen, in Gibeah of Saul before, uh, amen, the public, and everybody will see, amen, that recompense is being made. Uh, hallelujah. Now, David, uh, amen, the Bible says David allows this, but he saves uh, Mephibosheth, the son of John. Amen. We know that Jonathan and David had a special covenant together. Amen. And they made a covenant of protection. Amen. Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son Mephibosheth was the one that David brought in. Amen. Uh, he was crippled as a young child. Amen. And David brought him in. Amen. And Mephibosheth thinking that he was uh, uh, going to be destroyed. But David brought him in and let him fellowship with the king's table, let him become part of the family, amen, but uh, David saved Mephibosheth, Jonathan's son, uh, but there was a, a concubine of Saul whose name was Rizpah, amen, Rizpah was Saul's concubine, and she was also the mother of two of his sons, uh, one of those sons being Armoni, and another one uh, named Mephibosheth, so just so you don't get confused, this is why the scripture keeps uh, we kept reiterating Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, because Saul had a son named Mephibosheth. So uh, it's a good possibility, amen, that Jonathan's uh, Mephibosheth was named after his uncle and, or his brother, amen, uh, Mephibosheth. I, I don't know, amen, but there were two Mephibosheths uh, in Saul's family. One was Jonathan's son. The other was uh, Saul's son. So uh, 
Jonathan's son, uh, Saul's grandson, Mephibosheth, was spared, but Rizpah's son, uh, amen, Mephibosheth and Armoni, which were the two sons uh, that were uh, that she had mothered with Saul, were included in that seven. Right? And so the Bible says that they took the seven men and they hung them, amen, in public gallows, and they all fell to their death at the same time. And so uh, uh, they tied a noose around all seven of them, lined them up, amen, on the, in the public gallows, uh, lined them up, amen, and yeah, I'm, I'm guessing that's how they done it. I don't know, but uh, either they held them up or they stood on something and then they pulled that out from under their feet and they all fell at the same time and lost their life. Amen. And so now they're hanging in the public, amen, in shame, in degradation because of what Saul did. But the Bible tells us, amen, that Rizpah, the mother of Armoni and Mephibosheth, amen, that she took sackcloth, sackcloth being a symbol of grief, being a symbol of sorrow. Sackcloth was also a symbol of repentance. It was a symbol of loneliness, amen. So uh, in her grief at the loss of her two sons, she took that sackcloth, amen, and she spread it out over a rock that was there on the hill where all seven of those men were hanging, but specifically her two sons, Armoni and Mephibosheth. So she spread that cloth, that sackcloth in mourning and grieving, amen, over the rock, amen. And the Bible says that it was at the beginning of the barley harvest, amen. And the Bible says that she stayed there until it rained. And so uh, this was the beginning of the barley harvest, which would have been in the springtime, which would have been around the time that we would know as Passover. Amen. Going in between Passover and uh, uh, this didn't spread the sackcloth there. Some of you know the story. Some of you may not. Hallelujah. And she just didn't spread the sackcloth on the rock, but she literally lived, began to live on that rock. Rock. Amen. The Bible tells us that uh, she stayed there day and night. She literally held a vigil for her sons who were hanging there. Uh, you see, her sons were dead. Amen. And that she was not about to let their lives or their death be dishonored. Amen. So there was nothing she could do about their death. But she was going to make sure, Brother Shane, amen, that they were not dishonored. So she just didn't lay the sackcloth on the rock and sit there for a little while crying and grieving. But she lived on that rock. Look at your neighbor and say she lived on the rock. Hallelujah. Praise God. And she was not going to let them be dishonored. I need you to say with me, amen. I'm going somewhere tonight. Hallelujah, amen. But I wanted you to get, amen, what's happening here. Now, when we look at the name Rizpah, in the Hebrew, it means a hot coal or a burning ember, amen. And it comes from an ancient root word that means immovable stone, amen. And so uh, her name, Rizpah, if I could say it like this, meant a stone that could not be moved. And so now we get a picture of an immovable stone, a man sitting or living on a 
rock. Are you getting a picture there? Hallelujah. An immovable stone, a man that could not be moved, was now a man living on a rock. Now you got to understand that this was not some little, amen, some little stone, amen, but I believe that this was a big, a good-sized rock that was on the hill. And as she spread that sackcloth, amen, and she began to live on that rock, amen, because you see, she had her mind made up that she was not going to go anywhere. I want to know who I'm talking to tonight. Hallelujah. Come on. See, there was a spirit about Rizpah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. We, we, she, she, she may not have been amen, uh, uh, much before. Hallelujah. But there was a spirit about Rizpah. See, Rizpah had a tenacity to see something done. Hallelujah. But not only did she have a tenacity to see it done, but she also had the tenacity to stay there until it was finished. Come on. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give up. 
Now, there's no way that I'm going to uh, to give up because there's just something. <laughs> Come on, Come on. There's something about being on the rock. I, I see. Amen. Praise God. I see the, 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 whatever that is, is back on. Hallelujah. What is that? Projector. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. She said, I, 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 I will not be defeated. I'm not going to give up. See, she refused to, to allow their bodies to be devoured by nature. Amen. She couldn't change their death. She couldn't change those circumstances. Amen. But she refused to let, amen, their bodies be dishonored and their bodies right. be devoured by nature. See, I'm looking for somebody Come on. tonight. Come on. Hallelujah. That even though, amen, things around you have been incredibly difficult, oh. even though things yeah. around you may have been, hallelujah, incredibly hard, yeah. hallelujah, you've got that response oh. spirit. Yeah.
during the night, the Bible says that the wild beasts come out in the night and they would come and they desired, they smelled that, amen, the blood and the rotting flesh and they came to have, amen, a feast. But she would take that same sackcloth, hallelujah, and she would shoo away those wild beasts in the night. So you understand Rizpah didn't get a whole lot of rest. Rizpah didn't get a whole lot of relief. Amen. She endured and she stayed through. Amen. The elements and the animals and the beasts. Hallelujah. Because she was steadfast and she was immovable. Hallelujah. See, that's that Rizpah spirit that she had. She was steadfast and immovable. Hallelujah. And she was going to stay. And she was going to last. No matter what it Come looked on. like. No matter what it smelled like. No matter what it looked like. She was going to stay. Amen. In the course. Are you with me tonight? Come Hallelujah. On. Because she was steadfast. And immovable. Amen. has to be in that sound booth because all this stuff's connected back there. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, a fuse on one of the transformers, so. Oh, well, at least we got this. So she was steadfast and immovable, but let's look at, let's look at what had she lost. Right. What had she lost? She lost her son. She lost her honor. Mm -hmm. She lost her future. She had lost pretty much everything. Mm -hmm. yeah. She had lost everything that meant anything to her. Amen? But she refused to give up, even though she had lost some things. She refused to give up. I don't know what you've lost in here tonight. Amen. I can list to you maybe some things that I have lost. Amen. I don't know what. Amen. That you feel like or it seems or it is that you have lost tonight. Hallelujah. But you got to be like Rizpah. you got to refuse to give up even though you've lost some things. And see, you're not going to get those things back. Touch your neighbor and say they're not coming back. Come 
you may be looking at it right now and say, how can God make something beautiful out of this? I wish I could tell you how, but I don't know how, but I know that he will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Rizpah had no idea. She had no cutting off point. She had no idea when she was going to quit living on the rock. As far as she was concerned, she was going to stay there until honor and justice was given to her sons because they had not done anything. Amen? Right. But you've got to stay on the rock. The rock that's immovable. Mm -hmm. The rock that is higher than you. The rock that is steady. The rock that is trustworthy not to fail you. The rock that will not move so you can stay just like the man that built his house on the rock. Mm -hmm. When the wind came and the storms, hallelujah, he could not be moved because he was built yeah. on the rock. Don't give up tonight. Touch somebody around you and say, don't give up. Don't give up. Look at somebody here tonight who's, who's, who's pretty close to feeling like giving up. May not be giving up necessarily on the Lord, but it's a, it's a strong possibility. I feel that possibility. But you may be giving up on the king showing up. You may be giving up on staying on the rock. You may be giving up on holding fast. Let me tell you something. You may have lost tonight, but that's no reason to give up. Amen. I said you may have lost. But that's not a reason to give up. Because you haven't lost what you think you have. Amen. I said you haven't lost what you think you have. Because you still got a reason to get up. I said you still got a reason to get up. Amen. You refuse to quit. Right. Amen. Say it again. Amen. You've got to refuse to quit. Yep. Amen. I'm going to stay on the rock. The rock is Jesus. Mm -hmm. That word that's immovable, that's unshakable, that will not fail you. He will, he will be sure that you can stay there and remain steady. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells us that in the last days there will be a spirit quitting. Yeah. I've seen the spirit quitting in the church. I've seen the spirit quitting among among God's people. Let me tell you something. We can all stand tonight in this place and testify about how tough it's been. Every one of you in here could stand and testify. I'm not going to let you. But every one of us could stand in here tonight and testify of how tough it's been. Can I get a witness? Uh, it's been tough. It's been real. It's been to, to the place where the rubber meets the road. This is it. Yeah. All or nothing. You better have the goods. Yeah. All or nothing. Amen. So we can all stand tonight and we can testify of how tough it's been. And on that note, we can all walk away from responsibility. Every one of us can walk away tonight 
from the responsibility. And, and, and we, we, can, we can have that. You know what? No one would miss me. No one would look for me. And if they did, it would pass. They would get over it. They would get yeah. used to the fact that I'm not there. Are you with yeah, me? Come on. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. We could all say, you know what? I, I, I don't want to have to show up. I don't want to have to be on time. I don't want to have to get there. I don't want to have to do that. I don't want to have that responsibility. We can all walk away from it. But can I tell you something? Quitting is worse. Amen. Amen. Than not giving up. Quitting is worse. Amen. Than staying in the fight. Quitting is much worse. Amen. Than hanging in there and staying with it. Because you see, if you're showing up, at least there's still a chance. Come on, amen. If you're showing up, even when you don't feel like it, even if you walk in the door on a Thursday night or a Sunday morning, hallelujah, and by all rights, you really don't have to. Come on, somebody. Come on, amen. Hallelujah, but at least if you show up, amen, there's a chance that something's going to happen. There's a chance something's going to change. So as long as you stay on the rock, Prince Paul could have said, all one bird is not going to hurt anything. Come on. No, I'm not going to let one and I. Yes, come on. To keep that one bird away from eating and destroying the flesh of my sons, that I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. So I'm talking to some people tonight who have shown up on a Thursday night and you may feel like quitting. You may feel like, amen, that it's not any use. But I come tonight to tell you, hallelujah, God is saying, stay on the rock. Yes, amen. Stay on the rock. Yes. The king's going to find out. Yeah. Come on. Find out if you're staying on the rock. Talk about Rizpah today. No doubt, after days of enduring, she thought, you know what? I've been on this rock <laughs> all this time and nobody cares. Nobody mm -hmm. right. cares. God cares. Oh, I've been on this rock and ain't nobody that cares. Mm -hmm. People pass by every day mm -hmm. and look up on that hill and see those seven corpses hanging from the hill in Gibeah. And they see that mom. But there was one day when somebody said, who is that on that rock? Somebody said, oh, that, that's Rizpah. That's the, that's the mom of two of Saul's sons. She's been up there ever since mm -hmm. they were hung up there. She's been up there ever since the beginning of the barley harvest. Mm -hmm. Don't pay her no attention. But that someone, oh, yeah. I believe, went to King David. Mm -hmm. And they said, King did you know that Rizpah is still on the hill? She's still on that rock where her sons are hanging. Did you know that she's still there biting away the birds and the beasts, 
enduring the elements, enduring the heat and the wind. She is up there still on that. Somebody got word to King David. Can I hear somebody tonight uh, understanding? Hallelujah. Amen. You got to know that word is going to get to the king on your behalf. Come on. Somebody is going to reach Come on. the king yeah. on your behalf. You rest assured tonight the king knows you're still on the rock. The king knows that you're there. Amen. Even though you've lost your sons, your honor, and you literally feel like you have no future left, but you are going to stay on the rock until something changes. The king knows it tonight. Hallelujah. And when word got to King David, amen. Hallelujah. He was like, you know what, David? I'm not sure if you know, but Rizpah is still there. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And David, amen, said, we need to go check on Rizpah. We need to go check on Rizpah. See, you don't know what day, hallelujah, that he will send the rain. Hallelujah. But oh, as we sing the song, we've been praying. We've been sowing. Now we're crying, heaven, send the rain. Because you see, listen, hallelujah, the king is on the way. And you don't know what day that the answer is going to come. Amen. But the king will show up and he'll say, I'm going to put a stop to this. I'm going to put an end to this. Come on, somebody. Come on. You've been faithful, staying on the rock. You have endured all, even through the losses, through the pain, through the hurt. Through the disappointment, through the brokenness, you have stayed on the rock. And you now have got the king's attention. I don't know when he's going to come, but he's going to show up. But can I tell you, this could be the day. This could be the moment when the king shows up. Hallelujah, because you know what the Bible says. You know what the rock says. Hallelujah, without fail, you shall recover all. All that you've lost, without fail, you shall recover it all. That's what the rock says. That's what the immovable says. That you shall recover all. (laughs) He will restore the year. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's what we can't leave this year. Storing the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He will redeem back. See, that, that Rizpah spirit says, I may be hurting, but I'm staying on the rock. Mm-hmm. I may be suffering, but I'm staying yes, sir. on the rock. <laughs> I cannot be moved. Anchored in Jehovah. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the water. I shall not be moved. Amen. Go all hell a sinner. I shall not be moved. The rock King Jesus will not fail me. That's it. Come on. I shall not be moved. Rizpah 
said, I'm staying on the rock, even though I'm hurting, mm. even though I'm broken, I'm staying on, on this rock. Because, see, the enemy wants you to quit. Let me say, Come on. say the devil don't want you to stay. The devil don't want you to stay. The devil wants you to stop walking through that door. The devil wants you to stop showing up in the house of the Lord. Yes, he does. The devil wants you to stop. Come on, somebody. He wants you, amen, to stop singing. He wants you to stop praising. He wants you to stop worshiping. He wants you to stop praying. He wants you to stop giving. He wants you to stop uh, just showing up. Uh, but as long as you keep making the effort, he cannot win. Hallelujah. It may not be the best that you've given. It may not be the best that you've done. But as long as you refuse. Amen. To stop as long as you keep giving the effort, he cannot win. As long as you show up, he cannot win. As long as you make, hallelujah, the choice to be in the presence of the Lord, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what it looks like, the devil cannot win. Hallelujah. I'm looking for just about three people who said I'm going to still show I'm not going to let the devil win. That's right. That's right. Hallelujah. I thought about all the people that would pass by Rizpah just because people are people are people. Whether they were people back in the Old Testament times or they're people today. People have not changed. Right. right. Human, humanness, peopleliness has not changed. It's gotten more available, and there's more people to be peopling now. Right? But I believe that there were people that would pass by. And they would say to Rizpah, and it's hot out here. Why don't you go home? It's cold. Why don't you go, go get some shelter? Why don't you go and come back? You sit here in the dark every night. Why don't you just, why don't you just go home? Your boys are dead. There's nothing. You can do. They're dead. Look, there's a wild beast coming. You better run. You better, you better take shelter. But Rizmar said, I'm not leaving this rock. I'm not leaving this rock. I'm going to stay. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to stay on the rock until the king comes. What was it that Rizpah was wanting? See, the Gibeonites said that we will hang them and they will hang there in shame. And they had hung there so long that the birds and the beasts had been able to pick the flesh 
to whatever bounds I'm sure, I'm confident, probably, that Liz Pond goes off. Yeah, probably. And there were a few birds, there were a few things that got to her sons. But she stayed on the rock. Even though she got tired and weary, she didn't leave the rock. We gotta stay on the rock. And so David got word. He said, We gotta do something about this. And so he went. He went to the hill. He went to this one. The Bible says that David took the bones. He went and got the bones of Saul and Jonathan who had been stolen. And they were in Gibeah. And they had been stolen. And he went and got the bones of Saul and Jonathan. And then he went and he took, got the bones and the bodies of those seven sons of Saul. And the Bible says that he took them and he buried them and gave them the honor that they deserved. stayed there. And after David took and buried the bones, God lifted the thing. The Bible says God entreated the land or he lifted the famine. Can I tell you, it took Rizpah to lift the famine. It took Rizpah to lift the famine. The Bible says in the beginning, that she, she laid the sackcloth on the rock at the beginning of the Bible harvest, and she stayed until drops of water fell. Now remember, there was a famine in the land, and there had not been any rain. Three and a half years, and there had not been any rain. This pot stayed until rain came. It was Rizpah. It took her to lift the famine. See, staying on the rock caused the king to go back to that place, get the bones of Saul and Jonathan and his sons and bury them. Had she not stayed on the rock, David would not have went back. But because she stayed on the rock, are you catching what the Lord is saying to you? That even though it looks like that you're forsaken, even though it looks like that the king does not care. I assure you that because you're staying on the rock, the king is going to come to you. And he's going to bring the honor to your faith and your perseverance. And when he does, by staying on the rock, it's going to lift the family. See, you may be the only one in your family right now that's staying on the rock. You may be the only one in your marriage that's doing the giving. But don't give up. Stay on the rock. Because it took Rizpah 
It took Rizpah to lift the family. And so you may be the only one on the rock at the moment, but it will be you that causes the rain to come. You may be the only Rizpah for your family. You. I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. I feel like I'm talking to somebody tonight. Hallelujah, I feel that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody in here, you are the only risk part for your family. Amen. Stay on the rock. Mm-hmm. Stay there through the wind, through the heat. It'll, it'll be worth fighting off the enemy, the beasts, and the birds. Because you're staying on the rock. It's going to cause the king to come. Yes, David would not have had a reason to go back to that place had Rizpah not stayed on the rock. Had she went home, had she quit, had she give up when the passersby said to her, why don't you just stop? Yeah. It only took that one person one time asking, who is that? And she went to the king. And the king Remember in Matthew chapter 15 when Jesus and the disciples were eating and the woman came to Jesus and she cried out, Oh Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy because my dog is grievously vexed to the devil. She was as messed up as a demon could mess her up. Mm-hmm. She was grievously vexed. And what's the Bible say? Jesus never answered her. Mm-hmm. He ignored her. He kept on eating like she wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. And if that wasn't enough, the disciples said, she's getting on her nerves. Mm-hmm. She's pestering us. The Hebrew, the Jewish Bible, but the Hebrew translation says, she's pestering us. Will you send her away? And Jesus said, oh. <laughs> I'll come. But for the house of Israel. I've come only but to save the house of Israel. He said, I cannot give to the dogs what belongs. And here's what she did. Read it. She worshiped. Jesus ignored her. The disciples said, they didn't whisper. They said, um, she's getting on her nerves. Can you ask her to go away? Right. How many how many's the enemy ever made you feel that way? Yeah. 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 Just go away. Mm-hmm. Just go away. Mm-hmm. But she worshipped. She began to worship Jesus. She was not even a Jew. She did not even know Jesus. 
like they did. She just knew what Jesus could do. But the Bible says she worshipped him. Can I put it this way? She stayed on the rock. Right. Yeah. She didn't leave the rock. Come on, somebody. She worshipped him. And Jesus said, I don't I, I, I can't I can't give the dogs the crumbs. Or I can't give the dogs the food. She said, but master, even the dogs get the crumbs that fall from the table. And Jesus said, Great is your faith. Your daughter. And the Bible says that he said, Great is your faith. And from the moment that she said that, the Bible says, at that moment, her daughter was set free. Amen. You say, what do you say? See, she worshiped, but he said, I can't take the bread from my people and give it to the dogs. See, sometimes God will see how long we're going to stay on the rock. It wasn't that Jesus didn't care for her. He was testing her faith. So even when she got ignored and Jesus didn't answer and the disciples said, go away, she still worshipped. And when she worshipped, Jesus said, okay, now you got my attention. Come on, somebody. And he said, I can't take from, uh, from the house of Israel because I came only to save the house of Israel. I can't take from that gift of the dog. And then she says, but even the dogs get the crumbs. Jesus said, great is your faith. Yes. And from that moment, her daughter was made whole. Mm -hmm. See, you got to get to the place that you understand that your destiny in God and your future are more important than your emotions. You better come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ain't no devil going to kick me out of here. Amen. Ain't no devil going to make me leave Amen. my family, my home, Amen. my church, Amen. my joy, Amen. my peace, That's my right. hope. I'm going to stay on the rock. I may not get an answer. I may get ignored. But I'm going to worship him anyhow. Amen. Hallelujah. I may yeah. not be worthy in the eyes of other people. Come on. And get some leftovers. Yes. Yes. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to tell you that sometimes God will test you to see how long you're going to stay on the rock. And if you stay on the rock, He's going to respond. Yes. Hallelujah. You've got to worship Him when it don't feel right. right. You've got to praise Him when it just ain't fair. Right. You've got to pray. And you gotta keep showing up even when somebody else says, I don't want you around.
and I'm not leaving. I am on this rock and I'm not giving up. I am on this rock and if my mama don't go, it won't hinder me. Amen. If my dad don't go, it won't hinder me. If my wife don't go, it won't hinder me. If my husband stays behind, it won't hinder me. Come on. Because I've got my mind made up. I'm not quitting. I've lost some stuff. And I've hurt. And it has not been pleasant. But I'm not leaving the rock. I'm going to stay on the rock. Because the king is going to show up. Amen. Think about it. Jesus ignored her. He discredited her. She could have been offended. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I, I would love to say that louder. <laughs> True. You say to this side, she could have been offended. Amen. Let me come over here to this side and make sure you hear me. She could have been offended. Amen. And probably for a split second, she felt it. But she thought, you know what? My daughter, my future is much more important than my emotions. I'll heal. But this might be the only opportunity that right. my daughter, I'm tired of watching the devil and man come tear on. her apart come and on. destroy herself. Jesus is the only answer. Amen. Jesus ignored her. He discredited her. She could have been offended, but she refused to give up. She refused to leave the rock. So I don't know who I'm talking to tonight, but I need you to understand. Stay mm -hmm. on the rock. Amen. Stay on the rock. Make Jesus know that he can count on you. That when the sun goes down tonight and it comes up in the morning, you're still going to be on the rock. Right. Yeah. Again, I don't know who I'm talking to tonight. Somebody in here, you're the only Rizpa in your family. Yep. And the enemy love to get you. Convince you to come off the rock. Mm -hmm. But you got to stay on the rock. <laughs> you may be the only wisdom for your family. Right. I don't know when the king's going to show up. I don't know what day he's going to show up. And your wife's going to say, you know what, Daryl? I think I'll go to church with you today. Amen. Yes, in Jesus' name. That seems like it'll never happen that you stay on the rock. Right. You stay on the rock.
<laughs> I can preach without a mic. They can sing without one. That's right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> awesome. What do you think you're talking about? All the church stuff here. Why do you think I sing so loud? Yeah. It's been worse. All the last time. <laughs> right. Well, he shut it down, did he? I'm not only going to stay on the rock, but I'm going to stay until something changes. I'm sorry. Were you done? I had something that I want to say that the Lord put on my heart, and I felt like I just needed to stand up and say it. Um, this is the verse that I was thinking of in my spirit. A lot of what Pastor Jeff was saying I can relate to. I come from a Catholic family, and um, a lot of them on my family, they don't really, a lot of them don't know the Lord. They don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, one day, my dad, Michelle, I was talking to them. That's my stepmother. And they were talking about how intense I am in God and everything. And they told me one day, this was when I was in my, still in my first year of sobriety. And I went to them to make an amends to them. And um, they told me, you just, I had a conversation with my dad and everything. I'm not going to go into all that. But they were talking about how intense I am with, with God and everything. And um, they said, you revere God in your way, and you let us revere him in our way. And, of course, at that time, I didn't, you know, I just said, okay. And, you know, I had to respect what they said. But I just related a lot to what Pastor Jeff was saying because I have felt that a lot. I've had, um, like most of us in here, so I'm not just trying to make this all about me because I'm talking to everybody here. I've had a lot of rejection in my life. I have felt not worthy i have felt like i've been ignored um you know I'm, I'm not a mother with children and um a lot of that was due to some poor choices that i have made and then a lot of that has just been due to circumstances in my life um so anyway um i thought of these verses when pastor jeff was talking and it says Therefore, this one verse in particular, 1 Peter 5, 6. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And down here in my footnotes, it's saying that God is able and willing to bless us according to his timing. Humbly obey God regardless of whatever present circumstances are. And in his good time, either in this life or the next, he will honor you. But when I was listening to Pastor Jeff tonight and I was listening to this message, it just spoke to my heart, you know, that Jesus is counting on us. You know, we need to be an example to our families, to our children, you know, um, anybody in our families, our loved ones that don't know the Lord, you know, because God is counting on us. You know, it's like he's counting on you. He's counting on you. You know, so when he was talking about standing upon the rock and just staying in the Lord because the closer that we follow Jesus, the more that we study his gospels and his life. Because I have been feeling a deeper pull in the Lord, like him just pulling me deeper. And I really want to get into the gospels. I really want to start studying his life and 
his teaching and his miracles and everything because the more that we closely follow him, the more that we become in his image, the more that we can bear his light to other people. So that's how this message just really spoke to me tonight. You know, um, even when you just feel like, because a lot of times I get that, I feel that way in my family. You know, I just feel like, you know, you know, they when I when I'm around, they don't really speak to me. Not saying that they don't love me or anything, or you know, not like a pity party, like woe is me. But you know, you just feel that. You just feel that, like that rejection, and you know, like them just kind of pushing you, like kind of keeping you at a distance because they know what you stand for. But when he was talking about staying on the rock, you know, it's like just keep following him. Just keep. You know, like that verse says, in due time, he will exalt you. Just keep bringing honor and praise. Just keep praying every day. You know, God, let me bring honor, praise, blessing, and glory to your name today. You know, and just stand upon him. You know, and because there's people that are counting on us. There's people that are counting on you to just be. And then eventually, you just never know. You know what Pastor Jeff was saying. You just never know who you're going to bring to the Lord, and eventually they're going to follow. You know, they'll come around. I believe that. So anyway, that was on my heart, and I just wanted to share that. I'm going to stay on the rock. That's the only option I think I have. I'm determined. 